Hi. Hello, how you doing? All right, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. This is Football by Numbers, the podcast about numbers and the players who wore them. Badly. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Tim, how are you doing this week? You all right? right, yeah, really good. I'm really excited for this week, actually. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. week was a good one, wasn't it? Number 10. Well, Love that on, one. Yeah, number 10. Great, great. Um, I feel a bit like, um, I feel a bit overly prepared this week. You know, when you play, um, you know, when you used to play football as a kid and you'd have all weekend to think about it, you're playing on a Sunday morning and you like practicing and you overthink it yeah. and then you just play shit. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen this week. Whereas I'm the complete opposite. Like I've re- haven't really thought about this week, uh, uh, this week's podcast at all. Yeah. And I'm hoping that I might be able to turn up still pissed from the night before <laughs> and play a blinder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. So that's let's see how it goes yeah definitely um can i just get some uh, things out of the way first so i've been rec- um we've been editing a few uh, just listening to some recordings and i just like to make some apologies to you first uh, not the listener uh, but tim i talk over you a lot <laughs> <laughs> you're you've got a lovely um candor you're very um natural on the microphone and you're very uh, you just you're very at ease and if i'm ranting on you just sit back and listen and then you know drop in with with a, a choice thought but i just should i do it now i, <laughs> I railroad you if you if you're talking i can't listen i can't hear the silence so i, have to, I feel like i have to contribute should we so. should we have this conversation off mic <laughs> <laughs> maybe i just wanted to let everyone know that if you've noticed it i've noticed it too i'm going to oh, really try and thanks like, mate curtail thanks. that Thanks. Maybe maybe Bonnie should kind of like um, hear that as well once in a while. One step at a time, mate. One step at a time. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I don't. I don't think that's true. But um, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. So, uh, what number are we talking about this week? Number threes. Number threes this week. Yeah. Okay. You've got history with this number. I've got you? a lot of history with this number. I've got a love hate relationship with number three. <laughs> yeah. What is that then? Come on. So why don't you? you well, because, well, because I I started. Um, my uh, footballing career as a number three because you're left footed because I'm left footed yeah so um, we'll co- and we'll come on to this section where we talk about players that we used to play with um, when we were younger but yeah. I was I largely wore number three yeah and I remember so in a parallel universe someone's doing this podcast and they're talking about they're going to talk about you soon yeah yeah I played with this shit guy who was our number three Tim Wurledge yeah Average. He tried Mr. to sort Average of like promote himself to a number eleven eventually, but <laughs> yeah. like we weren't having any of it. Well, that I mean, that's pretty much like my kind of teenage kind of narrative, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, pretty average, and then like kind of attempts to get above his station, yeah. like in his latter teenage years. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, so yeah, we kind of wore number three for most of my kind of playing days up until about. Uh, well, about sixteen. Yeah. Then went to went to a kind of a, a better team and played um, eleven and three. So you, when you went to a better team, you played as well, a I, left winger as well. That yeah, makes because no sense. well, because I, I was able to kind of when I went for trials and they said, "What position do you play?" Ah. And I said left wing uh, you refashioned yourself <laughs> yeah. they didn't yeah. know I'm assuming it was sort of it was a big team it was maybe like you know a few towns down so you could sort of you yeah know. exactly it's like when um, someone like moves to another town and you know who's, who's left lots of debt somewhere and then like all of a sudden they can just you know reinvent themselves as this like new and improved Tim 2.0 or yeah. 3.0 I don't know if you've ever went to like university with like friends that you also went to school with no and so none, I'd, of, them, I'd, none I'd, of them could make it here <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I had a pal uh, Ridgie who I know listens to the podcast uh, Ridgie Ridgie James Ridge oh. and uh, we went to school together and he told um, and we like formed like separate groups of friends at Leeds Uni when we first uh, arrived there yeah and you, then, go, you go that way I'll go this way yeah exactly and then we and then we and then I kind of 
became friends with his friends and um our mutual friends then said, oh you know james ridge yeah 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 he's um yeah he he plays lots of rugby he was um he played first team it's like no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh right yeah he's, and then really kind of quickly realized like the amount of shits that we'd both been like spinning um yeah i mean uh, i didn't have this problem <laughs> I, I told i mean there's there's all sort of i mean virginity age <laughs> um just like you know all the family lies. income uh just <laughs> at gigs that i go to oh yeah i love going to gigs i go to gigs all the time yeah i mean my first album you bought oh, i was probably probably a rolling stones exile on main street or something it wasn't um you know um, blue <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah yeah you can really can sort of start again so but yeah so you couldn't do that you no, well you know you did good. do that you did that you were we three you went to 11 you were like hey it's me i'm 11 but so did you, could you pull it off well I, well, I, well I remember like an overriding kind of like childhood memory of every summer um going back you know you start like pre-season training yeah. and um and then there'd always be like an influx of like new new players so like four or five new players join every every year yeah and always kind of, the first thing i'd look out for is if they were left-footed or not oh yeah <laughs> like, of course yeah, because yeah. In that, at, just at, kick it know, to the left and at, see, see how he deals with this <laughs> yeah exactly so, yeah he's right footed no that problem. number three shirt's all mine for another <laughs> season yeah yeah <laughs> Carl walker Kerry Wanker, get back in your own app and scrub off those tattoos like you're a fucking disgrace. So we have had uh, a few emails, actually shitloads. Shitloads. And um, we've been recording a lot of our episodes in advance. So we've, um, we haven't had, you know, the ones before this, we haven't really had a chance to sort of have any interaction with some people. So we had some emails. Let's sort of like just read, read a special one out at the moment. So Tim, do you want to take it away? Yeah, we had one uh, email come in from... Uh, a, a dapperly named guy called Tim. Um, <laughs> wow. uh, hi, Tim and Brian, he starts. Yeah. Uh, listening to your first episode on the number five shirt, I was hoping for an honourable mention of my team, Norwich City, and Steve Morrison. Not content with spelling his surname unconventionally with just the one R, Morrison also found himself taking up the number five shirt at Norwich, despite being as typical a centre forward as you can find. Yeah, okay. I think he's being sarcastic there. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, delving deeper into the archives, however, and it appears that Morrison's choice, or lack thereof, uh, of squad numbers pales into insignificance against the squad numbering during Norwich's most successful period in the early 90s. During the 93-94 season, and with the likes of Sutton, Robbins, and Akoku banging in the goals. Can you remember, though? Can you remember um, that, that triumvirate? Of, what, was, uh, what was it? Akoku, Sutton, and who was the other one? Mark Robbins. Oh, oh yeah, I do. Yeah, Robbins. Short Robbins. Glorious. Anyway, continue. Anyway, um, so during the 93-94 season, and with the likes of Sutton, Robbins, and Akoku banging in the goals, who was occupying the number 9 and 10 shirts? Yep, that's right. Gary Megson. <laughs> then a 34-year-old central midfielder. And John Polston, a centre-back, a decent centre-back, but still a bloody centre-back wearing number 10. Not Lothar Mateus. Or William Nobed Gallas. Yeah, but Mateus could pull it off. Yeah. Polston yeah. couldn't. No, Polston, no chance. Uh, no Gallas, wonder Sutton was soon on his way to Blackburn and uh, turning into the miserable pundit we all know and love today. Adding that to a left-back at number two, a right-back at number five, a centre-forward at number seven, all on the back of the infamous bird poo kit... <laughs> and you really have to wonder what was in the water at Carrow Road back then. Yeah. Anyway, just want to share this little rant with two like-minded fans of nice football and pedantry. Very much enjoyed the first episode. Looking forward to listening to many more. Cheers. Tim, a classic number eight. Yeah. Well, good email, Tim. I really enjoyed that. And I, and it did bring back those memories of uh, the bird shit kit. That was I love good. that kit. I would pay £50 upwards for that Norwich shirt. And I don't even like Norwich. I'm not even a fan. 
Was that, or is that when they had um, Norwich and Peterborough as their spot? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's when building <laughs> societies were actually kind of largely functional. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was just a glorious kit. It was that whole wave of like where 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 I think like kit manufacturers had worked out how to screen print or something or something yeah, like where just using... thought, I think I've just worked out how to sort of do a repeat pattern here. Let's go mental. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it, I think it was the same one. I, I just thought of this because uh, I think it was Ribeiro, the uh, yes. the um, which their logo had like a stick man version of the Nike swoosh underneath it. Yes. And um, but Mickey Quinn. When he was in his Coventry days, I think that was the bird poo kit as well, just in, in blue. It was, but, yeah. Also, Ribeiro kit. Whatever they happened would... to Ribeiro, listeners, if you if anyone has a Ribeiro kind of contact, maybe on LinkedIn, <laughs> uh, yeah. do get in touch. Please, yeah. Um, I'd love to work for Ribeiro as a graphic designer. That'd be just, you know, rise from the ashes. <laughs> I could man. be the man to put you back at the top and get Mickey Quinn or an equivalent of wearing your shirt. Maybe it'll be me. <laughs> I'm probably the same shape as uh, Mickey Quinn. Hello, this is Football by Numbers brand ambassador Tony Dorigo, and I'd like to invite you all to the most glamorous art event of the season the Football by Numbers Art and Illustration Gala Ball Extravaganza. Come down to Bad Sports Bar and Grill on Hackney Road in London's fashionable East End on November 9th and pick yourself up a colour by numbers print that you can colour in right here on the premises. No need to bring your crayons, we've got a plethora of highlighters, barrels, sharpies, crayolas so you can colour in till your heart's content whilst chowing down on some tremendous tacos foods and Mexican beers. We've got spicy food and spicy illustrators to match. Don't you worry about going over the lines. We'll all be shit-faced in tequila before the sun goes down. So, anyway, classic number threes, Tim. Let's talk about some of them. Sure. Uh, classic number threes. Um, Got any? Yeah, shitloads. Yeah? Absolutely shitloads. Maldini. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. What a Played guy. the game. What a man. Like I think we've talked in a previous great. episode about like how he was not only brilliant at football, but he kind of started becoming a... Um, sort of getting into tennis. Oh no, uh, we didn't talk about that. Have we not? No, tennis. Yeah, he, he kind of. Um, he looks like he could be a tennis. He's got, is it just because he looks a bit like Federer? Yeah, uh, like a mix between Federer and Nadal. Yeah, it actually does, doesn't it? With the beady eyes of Nadal. Yeah, um, yeah. He he ha- had um, a and recent. The physique. <laughs> he had a recent uh, game of pro tennis. I think I'm right in saying. Oh really? Um, yeah, Paolo Maldini. So that he's like, surprised he's, me. He's at like mid forties now. Yeah, but still fit as. Yeah. Um, and yeah, played a, played like a semi pro or kind of at a decent level of uh, tennis. Wow. Um, so Maldini for me is like <clears throat> first on this, and then obviously there's kind of the other. Um, go to Paul Bowden. Um, <laughs> You've mentioned him before, haven't you? Yeah. Swindon and Wales yeah. skipper. Yeah. Um, psycho. Psycho, yeah. Stuart. Yeah. As much as it pains Stuart me. is a left back name, isn't it? Because Paolo <laughs> Maldini is like, okay, great. You're the best number three, you know, in the world, you know, bar, you know, bar none. Um, but I think he sort of bucks the trend of what I think a left back is because... I talked about right backs. They're scum. They're useless. They're shit. They're the worst people in the dressing room. They're on the field and off it. But I think because of that, num- uh, number three over the other side, the left back's going, <laughs> I think I got away with that one. <laughs> Just because you're left footed, you're still really far down on the ladder. And, yeah. uh, and so, and when Maldini, when Maldini came on the scene, it's like, oh, he's lifting the profile a bit. Yeah. But you need to remember that there's, you know, Julian Dix, there's Tony DiRigo. 
Well, you know, we, we know Tony, don't we? Um, why do we know? Why do we know Tony, Brian? Uh, because he's the brand ambassador, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the evil twin of uh, Tony. Fan of the show. Yeah. Fan of the show. Yeah. I've got another one for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, more obscure, Andy Legg. Do you know who uh, heard, heard of Andy Legg? No. So Andy Legg was uh, was was like again like the typical or archetypal num- number three mm. in that he only ever played one position, yeah. left back for all these different clubs, but he had like one one attribute in his armory that kind of was put him head and shoulders and almost like first first on the team sheet for those kind of like mid-ranking old first division uh, like second division championship teams yeah which was he had a f- massive throw oh right yeah 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 would he, he had, sort of like swerve his arms around behind his back before he th- you know yeah. what I mean to get some like extra leverage just yeah. like a little bit of a you know, like a hula hoop motion. Like, whoop, whoop, boom. Oh, listener, if you could, if you could see what I could see right now. Yeah, it's Mickey Quinn back in his heyday, but yeah, that's a bit. Yeah, in a, in a nightclub. Yeah. In a Gateshead nightclub. <laughs> yeah. So he so he had like a re, like ridiculously um, long throw in. Yeah. Where it was, and it, the throw wasn't just like um, high. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. really uh, shallow and far. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was the equi- it was the equivalent of um of a of a genuine kind of like a really really good uh, cross. Yeah. And the only other player who I can think of who came anywhere close to kind of compete with an Andy leg, we could throw it further than the back post. Yeah. Uh, was at Rory Delap. Was he a left back? No, no, Rory, no, no. He's no. just a man with a big throw. Just a man with a big throw. Yeah, yeah. He also played for Derby as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so he kind of really rose his own profile just from really just being a very average footballer. Yeah. Um, but had a, a Who mental... did he play for? Notts County, um, I think Peter United and um, Birmingham City. <laughs> and maybe Torquay. Yeah, well, <laughs> all the main ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it lovely, he had a lovely blonde curtains though. Remember that he? about him, yeah. Okay, uh, Andy Legg. I'll look him up. Um, Andy, uh, if you're... If you're fan of the show do get in touch let us know what you're up to Maybe, or we'll just look you up on LinkedIn it's fine <laughs> yeah um, okay um, well I th- another one left back I can think of is like Julian Dix you remember him oh yeah hard bastard yeah um, so could he could, could he hit a, like a hard shot was he just hard in general I can't remember he yeah he used to take penos as well he used to take penalties didn't he yes. yeah yeah so, so he- Stuart Pierce would take penalties hit it hard uh, Julian Dix would take penalties, hit it hard, was hard, both of them very hard. Um, <laughs> you can notice in a hard pattern here. Um, but yeah, I, any other left backs you can think of? Oh, I've got a good one. Go on. Um, Dennis Irwin, right? Oh, yeah. So Dennis, I, I, like, I like what happened with Dennis because like he was playing right back before. And then, because he's right footed, because he was the right footed um, left back. But I think what was happening was he was probably like, I'm actually quite good at free kicks here and penalties. <laughs> if someone, you know, if I stay at right back, no one will ever let me do that. So what I'll do is Paul Parker turns up and he's just like, yeah, right. I'll just, uh, I'll just convert over to the, to the other side. It's fine. Oh, but yeah, so he would just switch <laughs> over to the other side. He's like, sod it. I'll just, uh, I'll just be left back now. And left back is actually a bit of a fraud position. I probably just do this with my right foot anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and he was brilliant. He would take free kicks, take penalties. I, I mean, he was like, um, he would do the sort of, you wouldn't have to take a massive run up like Roberto Carlos. Um, he would just like, just sort of a two step flick over the wall that curves beautifully into the top corner. But it's, like, I mean, it is when you when you kind of you know lay out well. Who could, you had Irwin, you had Roberto Carlos, you had Stuart Pearce, you had Paul Bowden. Yeah, 
Don't who old, leg and old, with, old leg. Thre- but no, throw-ins but, is a set piece. But, but my point, yeah, my point was that they were all uh, set piece experts. When I was their kind of their colleagues on the other side of the pitch, just yeah. like barely got a look in. Hello, this is the new Conservative MP for the Tyneware constituency, Peter Beardsley, and I implore you to listen to the Football by Numbers podcast every week until they stop making them, which I expect will be quite soon because they're lazy bastards. Take it away, Mark. Um, so now let's get to the nitty gritty, the meat of the podcast. Let's talk about some number threes who shouldn't have been wearing that number. Take that shirt off your back, you bastard! Just before you go, I um, uh, had a little bit of uh, some other feedback from from, from some uh, listeners. Oh yeah, to say um, we pussyfoot around each other too much, and we should wholeheartedly disagree oh, uh, okay. with each other. So, um, like, we'll get a little insider sort of um, knowledge on like why that happens. I normally research a lot. Tim turns up with maybe one or two, so I have to hand him some as we, as we start and say, all right, uh, so he'll come over and be like, right, threes, how many you got? And I'm like, oh, I've got about five or six. Oh, how many have you got? Got two. Those two will be ones that I've already got. So the really I have obvious to, ones. So I have, yeah, the really obvious ones that everyone knows. So I then have to give those to, to Tim and then argue the toss about something yeah, that I already knew. Your generosity is rewarded with comedy. Yeah, well, just a little in, just a little answer to, <laughs> to, to those people. Anyway, that sounded more spiteful. I love you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, okay, there's, there's right, no you bad go. feelings about that. I'll go first. First up, number three, shouldn't be wearing one. Um, I'm going to go with Nicholas Bentner. Oh, I had him. <laughs> did you? No. Right, okay. So, Nicholas Bentner? Yeah, Nicholas he, Bentner. When did he wear number three? He wore number three when he went to Wolfsburg. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, he, we obviously know what happened with him at Arsenal. He uh, thought that he was brilliant, had a huge ego, um, and then eventually, after lots of dithering from Arsene Wenger, they were like, this cunt needs to go. <laughs> so like they got rid of him. I think he went on loan to a lot of places. I think eventually he went to Wolfsburg for free. Like, and, uh, and that's where he picked up the number three shirt. He, so I, so I think Nicholas Benham is an interesting case study in squad numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he, he started life. Um, I think I'm right in saying with like the number 52 shirt, maybe. Nearly. And then, and then twenty five. Am I kind of? You're, am yeah, I, you're on the wrong. You're just. You're, am I shitting you, all over your research? No, no, not here? at all. No, go on. Your, your, your timeline's a bit off, but keep going. And because I'll, I'll, I'll he basically you up. started with you know when he was in the youth team at Arsenal, he had like a kind of higher number, yeah, um, uh, squad number. Then he kind of dropped down, like so he had like some mild success in the Arsenal first team, yeah. And I'm, I can't. I think he got to down to number twenty five. Nearly twenty. Tim, let me pick you up there. You did so well, especially for a man who did zero research. Twenty six is what he had. Right. And, okay. um, and then right before um, one of the seasons started, I don't know um, he um, he announced, "Hang on, I want to wear fifty two. <laughs> Very Nicholas Bentner thing to do." And uh, everyone's like, "Well, mate, like we've already, you know, the squad numbers have been announced. There's people who probably there must be at least three or four people out there who have bought your <laughs> shirt with fifty two on the back." Uh, was, sorry, we were 26. And he was like, no, no, I, I, want, I want 52. 
So, and he said, I will, re- I will personally reimburse all the fans. I think it was very um, ambitious of him to say all the fans. <laughs> um, and then he said, and he, but he never really revealed what the reason was for changing it. He just, um, he just said he had a special, it's a special number to him, which I think generally is just like, is it because 26 times two is 52? <laughs> is, that what, is that what it was? So anyway, if you, go, if you look it up on his, um, he did have a website, which is now defunct. Um, there was too many hits, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He broke the internet. If you told him that, I think he'd believe it. Um, so, um, yeah. So one of the quotes that he said that that was on his website was, um, "Before the season starts, I want to change my squad number from twenty six, which I've had for a number of seasons now. I chose to move to fifty two because it holds a special number personally to me, and I hope it brings me good luck." So that was the official word from the uh, from the Arsenal website. And then um, on his on his web on his website it says Nicholas Bentner plays with the number fifty two on his back, but actually his favourite number is seven. <laughs> But when he joined the Arsenal team, the number seven was already taken by Czech Thomas Rizitsky. So Nicholas Bentner was presented with the opportunity to change his old number to 26 before the 2009-2010 season. He chose this number 52 because five and two equals seven. He also thinks 52 sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, you know, that's just, you know, you're, you're living in a weird world in your own head, aren't yeah, you, Nicholas? Yeah, the Nicholas Bentner world, yeah. Yeah. There is actually like some uh, Premier League legislation as well, which I think is being kind of brought in to avoid these numerical monstrosities. Yeah, but <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the other reason was I thinking was like um, I think well maybe he's just like a big fan of the B fifty twos, you know, Love Shack. <laughs> it's a great tune. I mean, that would be a good reason if he'd have just said I want to change it to fifty two because of uh, you know Love Shack is just whenever I hear it and I'm at a wedding I can't like Love just, Shack. I just <laughs> baby love exactly yeah. Um, but yeah, I think his his goal return was just absolutely shocking at at. Um, at Wolfsburg. So let's get back to the number three. That's what we're talking about. So he went there. They bought him on a. They got him on a free. Um, he was there for two seasons. Scored three goals in thirty-one appearances. He only wanted to score three. Exactly. <laughs> he wanted to score three. Um, yeah, Max he joined on a free, and then they terminated his his contract a year early. So I think um, you know they weren't willing to pay for him, but they were willing to pay for him to leave. Did basically. did uh, or have you found out why he chose number three at Wolfsburg? No, he's a mysterious man. I mean. Maybe it was just maybe that was revealed on his uh, on his now defunct website. But from there as well, I've I've actually there's a uh, there's some strange website that I found that I think it's it's websites that have gone down. They sort of bring them back to life and they host them on their website. Right. So I'm going to show you some pictures here. Right. Um, okay. He has uh, one of those sort of live strong um, uh, wristbands. Called I believe. Um, believe he, it. There's there's a, a a part of his company called um, Bentner Consulting, <laughs> <laughs> and then from there I started to find out about. Or I just wanted to look at, just find his now defunct uh, website, so um, you know naturally went to LinkedIn. Um, couldn't find that, but found Noble by Bentner, which is his um, jewelry line. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you if you read the um, the 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 shit that they've got on there it has always been my dream to create a jewelry collection for men and it must of course be jewelry that does not look like anything else on the market the jewelry must have an edge and attitude be exclusive and unique 
These are words. Yeah, I mean, they're just owner. like, yeah, they're just kind of marketing bullshit words, aren't they? Yeah. And if you look at the, uh, I'm showing Tim uh, some pictures and we'll post these on our, on, on our Instagram account and our Twitter. Um, you, I mean, if you look at the pictures of the jewellery, it basically looks like, um, you know, when someone's got a towel laid out on like a promenade in Tenerife. <laughs> and I've just put some like tat on there. That's basically <laughs> what he's. That's what he's peddling. Yeah, I was getting. Right, so the joy that he's he's kind of designing is the tight is are those kind of like horrendous like leather wrist bangles. Yeah, that like like you say, people who um, normally trying to kind of get you into a dodgy Tenerife club with a flyer and a you know and a like a free shot. Yeah, yeah, wear. yeah. Um, also, he um, has a child with a baroness. <laughs> and he's actually um, nicknamed um, Lord Bentner by his uh, by his mates. Lord Bentner. Yeah, he um, he was banging a woman called uh, Baroness Caroline Luell Drockdorf, <laughs> um, who is uh, the ex of um, uh, Ian Fleming's nephew, uh, Ian Fleming of the... James Bond fame. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Mixing so, in yeah. real high yeah, hoity toity. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's probably why he's sort of got these grand ambitions. He's like. I've banged a baroness, like <laughs> you know. Let's you know, don't really get much higher than that. Um, yeah, but you are you are wearing number three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you you, you might be banging a baroness, but you are still left back in the changing room. It's Jerry Taggart. What a biggie. Uh You got any? You got any threes? What you got? Uh, yes, I do. I do have one. I, f- I fear it's quite an obvious one, um, yeah. but I'm going to show it anyway. Yeah. Gerard Piquet. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, I think that's very obvious. The Barcelona um, centre-half and a uh, uh, bit Cut. of stuff for Shakira. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got him on my list, and the thing I... The only note I've got is goes out with Shakira and apparently spoke well when asked about Catalonian independence. That's yeah, it. so, I, so <laughs> that's all I've you got. know, this is an apolitical uh, podcast. We won't really be um, talking about uh, Catalonia. Yeah, um, and their kind of right to vote, etc. But uh, what we will go into into a bit of detail on is um, how PK and Shakira came to came to be as a couple. What as their as like how their and love two became like one blossomed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they met on set of um, Shakira's music video. Okay. For the South Africa World Cup. Oh right, okay. Or was Weku, she, was she Weku, like the um, this time for Africa? Was she the um, uh, what Mick Hucknall was to Euro '96, she was. Um, she yeah, she was. She was the song. She was the uh, official the anthem. Anthem person. Uh, waka waka. This time for Africa. <laughs> yeah. And they met. On, they met on 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 that set. Okay. So um, was was there like a, on the video? Was there a player from each nation? Was there or something? And she was like, "Oh, I like the look of him." Well, I I don't know the ins and outs of it, Brian, but I would say like on a sample of a hundred footballers. PK would be in the top three percent of lookers. You reckon? Oh, he's don't you think? It's because he's it's how man should look. I think it's because he's got a full, thick, lustrous head of hair, and uh, and you you covet that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I know, no, I know what you mean. He is a good-looking guy, but I mean, there's there's plenty more out there that I would rather like, you know, go for. I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like we're getting into a very homoerotic chat, isn't it? Yeah. But I just think, well, uh, for me, he's kind of he's you know he has all the kind of physical attributes. Um, of like to be a kind of a- attractive man. Yeah. Also, he talks. He talks very, very well. Yeah. Um, he's from a good family. Yeah. And um, you know, he kind of a holds... bit like Leonardo. 
Yes. Do you remember him, the Brazilian? I do remember Leonardo. I think he had, um, he was a, uh, yeah, he had a very rich family and uh, was literally lived the playboy lifestyle <laughs> and then was like, I'm just going to be a professional footballer. And he was like, sure. yeah, very, you know, very good looking guy. Very like, you, he looks like a man who could definitely pull off red chinos. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like just looked like he was born around yachts. Yeah. And it was PK of that sort <laughs> of. Born around yachts. Yeah. Was he just from that sort of, from that stock? From that stock. It? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it Do you did... he could ride a horse? Probably. Yeah. Bareback. Yeah. Naked. <laughs> Shakira. That's the there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm doing the thing that I said I wouldn't do at the beginning of the podcast. No, no, no. Talking no. over you. Um, so, yeah, so it just got me thinking about other footballers who've appeared in music videos. Oh, all right, okay. And there oh, is actually, really? yeah, and there is actually quite a few. Nice segue. Uh, I didn't see this one coming, <laughs> no, honestly. No, no, no. I'm genuinely surprised about this and excited. So, um, George, I'm just going to reel off a list of footballers who've yeah, appeared in music but videos. do it slow, just like, you know, PK does to, uh, to Shakira. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I want to I want to savour every one, I think. Okay. Unless they're shit, then I'll just skip. So, um, uh, first one I've got for you, and this is all written from a Guardian article, so oh, like, okay. yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks Cheers, to people. The Guardian for doing all the research. Um, yeah. Alessandro Del Piero ah. uh, appeared. Uh, can I finish one? Go on. Uh, can we do this as a quiz? Yeah, okay. Go okay, on. Oasis. He yeah. played with Oasis, didn't he? Yeah. When, uh, what, 99? I don't know, actually. Yeah, I it would have been around that time. Yeah, around that time. Peak Del Piero's sideburn. Yeah, the, 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 pointy. the sort of the pointy ones, yeah. yeah. Where everybody wanted a Del Piero. Yeah. A couple of them. I, um, I sometimes get a Del Piero sideburn when I'm not... Um, Asking for it. Usually when I go to sort of a cheap Turkish barber's, <laughs> when I'm like, mm, I paid 30 quid last time. It, I need a haircut again. It's three <laughs> weeks later. I, I think I can just pay 12 pounds here. And then, you, yeah, yeah, they do a little uh, a Craig David or a Del Piero. One so, of the two. so, yeah, so Del Piero yeah. um, has appeared in an Oasis video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord, don't slow me down. Yeah. So I think that was like early, oh, sorry, late 90s. Um, Chris Waddle. Yes, come on, my hero. Do you know? Do you know the band? Um, I think you told me off mic, but I didn't know this. Is it? Is it? Arts and Monkeys. I'll tell you the other. I'll tell you the band actually. It's Glenn and Chris. It's Diamond Lights. It's the single that they released that was on top of the pops. You know, oh, even right. know yeah, about yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do remember so that. He played. Yeah, he 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 appeared in a video. His own bit of video. Yeah. Uh, Vinnie Jones. Uh, okay. Yeah. Go on. What what was that? In Prodigy. A, no. Uh, you'll never get this yeah go on Westlife <laughs> really uh, a song called Bop Bop Baby that was never released apparently was he wearing all white <laughs> oh, yeah all for one <laughs> holding a dove for those of you who know all for one <laughs> anyway well, that's mental okay yeah, yeah. So, so so PK met Shakira on like on set he wooed her so, and was that the year that they won the World Cup it was wasn't it he had a fucking yeah. brilliant summer he shagged Shakira and won the World Cup I bet I bet um Barcelona probably won the league that year as well. Maybe probably. even won a treble or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he had a good 2010. Fucking hell. Anyway. Um, so yeah, let's... that's my number three. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's have a little break. Uh, let's, why don't you listeners take three and, uh, and we'll be back in a second. Um, see you in a sec. Venison. Got a problem with my mullet, don't fucking test me son If you're a tricky dicky winger, just a left midfielder Skull you're the same like Bob the Flippin' Builder 
Now I might look like a lass, but don't be fooled The last bloke who thought that was ridiculed It was late one night in a gateshead disco My ass got pinched, turned round, it's time Petresco Now I must admit, I was kinda flattered Plus I'd had ten pints, I was fucking battered I consider me options while he gives me the eye Now nah, fuck it, he's a right back and so am I Not that fucking desperate like We're back. Thanks very much, dear listener, for sticking with us. Uh, Bright, I think, has got one more, number three, uh, to to pitch. Okay, and, um, well, before we do that, let me just warn you. One, two, three, Asamoa Gian. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because if you ask Asamoa Gian why he wore number three, here, here we go. Here's his yeah. explanation. Three is the shirt number I wore as a teenager in Ghana. It's a powerful number. I'll give you an example. If you're lifting something heavy, you count to three before you lift it. (laughs) If you want to warn someone, you warn them once, then twice, and then the third time you take action. What a load of bollocks. <laughs> is that, is that that's really why actually he's chosen a number fa- three? That's actually a quote by Asamojian. He's really That's why he's chosen number three. Yeah, like... yeah. Well, that is, that, that's got the classic um, hallmarks of someone post-rationalising the shit out of a decision. <laughs> yeah. I reckon what's happened was, like, he was, I mean, he's, he's, he's a mixed bag. He's sort of, he's a bit unpredictable. He's, he's hot one minute. He's fucking cold the next. But I reckon when he was growing up, in Ghana, he was probably the best player around. But I think there might have just been a hard bastard who was like, I'm wearing number nine and my brother's wearing number 10, so you're going to have to fucking wear something else, mate. And he was like, I'll take three. <laughs> I'll just take three. But maybe in the heat of the moment where, you know, that, that bully, he was wearing number 10 and he yeah. really wanted to wear number 10, he was actually practising his kind of, you know, mindfulness, like yeah. in like, one, two, three... I should be number three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that's <laughs> well, what maybe happened. that's yeah. yeah. Kind of I, mean, that's, I think that's how I should. That's how I should make decisions from now on. That's how. That's how the. That's how everyone should make decisions. <laughs> yeah. Like, that followed like the Asamoah Gyan school of. Uh, I suppose we're already there with traffic lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, you know, right. So let's just go. Let's rewind a bit. You're a striker. You're wearing number three. I mean, that's. Just, I mean, there's there's been a few already that have done this, but it's just it's abysmal. It's just, just just bad. Like you know, when strikers wear number three, it's a bit like I'm making a statement here. They're like they're not been, they haven't been forced into it. It didn't happen by accident, and they think they're being different. And it's like, no, sorry, That's yeah, not gonna, I think not on my watch. Sorry, <laughs> nah. I think when I think when when anybody in life tries to deliberately be different for different sake, yeah. Then you're kind of getting into cock territory. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. You're like, you're opening yourself up to be just ridiculed and saying, you know, sorry, mate, I know what you're up to here, actually. <laughs> like, you're just doing that because it's different to do that. And 
No, yeah. sorry. So tell us more about Asimogian. Okay, um, here's another fact for you. He has a hard-on for gold. <laughs> <laughs> he's got gold cars, he's got gold clothes, he's got gold everything. Because he was coining it in, wasn't he? So he left He left Sunderland to, to join a team in the Emirates. Yeah. So he's... El- yeah, I mean, El- I don't know yeah. what the fucking name is. And then he went to a team in China. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you research, but it's like, I'm not going to remember that. Or even if I write it down, I'm not going to find yeah. it. But yeah, he, he was playing at Sunderland, which obviously, you know, it's not like you're not at the top of the world, but you're playing in the Premiership. And then he just left. I think it was one of them sort of... Um, impromptu like out of nowhere like um january transfers it's like oh hang on he's just fucked off he's just like you know he's just gone i think they were obviously as they always are just in a in a relegation battle because they yeah they're basically in a relegation battle after like the second week of the season aren't they sunderland so he buggered off and uh and i thought well maybe we'll go there for like a year or two and then and then come back but he's just you know he's generally just sort of stayed out there yeah um but yeah and that's when you sort of realize that he just he just loves money and as much money as he can get, which, you know, I can sort of, I can sort of uh, understand with, you know, players who've come from humble beginnings in Africa, you know, yeah. they're sort of like, you know, I haven't seen this amount of money before. I just want to like, just, I'm going to take as much as I can. I can build, you know, a whole empire back at, back at home. And, and I'm sure he's got lots of charitable sort of organizations and yeah. foundations, but do it. Wearing the right number. <laughs> if you're doing it in number three, you're tainting it. You know, <laughs> it's like um, building an orphanage with drug money. It's, like, it's that. It's, it's that it, bad. It's 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 wrong. It's tainted. It's not nice. <laughs> you know, these kids need to know that. Like, you know, they shouldn't aspire to be a number three. Exactly. Yeah. Or you know, fair play. Be a left back. You know, you can maybe progress to being a number eleven. But if you're going to bang them in left, right, and centre week in, week out, you can't do it wearing number three. It's just not allowed. Hasn't he got like a number three in his haircut? He does, <laughs> yeah. Which is also unforgivable. It's like, all right, you know, it, he, that's why he's really embracing it. He's got it shaved into the side of his head. I think he has it bleached as well. So he probably has that done, you know, twice a week, perhaps. You know, like keep just on to top keep, of the three. Yeah, keep on top of the three. I think number I, three all over. No, <laughs> just on the sides, no, mate. Just, just yeah. So, um, oh, and then one last thing. He cites Eric Cantona as his football hero, not Dennis Irwin. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. Yeah, he's, he's a contender. Yeah, he is a massive contender. Uh, other number threes, you got any? Uh, just list them off. I only had PK and Gian. Have oh, you got yeah. any more? Uh, just, I'm just going to list them off. Uh, Bakary Sanya wearing uh, left. Oh, yeah, right back. Yeah. yeah, right back wearing number three. Yeah. That's just bizarre. Yeah. Um, Chiellini, centre back. Um, Zabi Alonso wore three at his first season oh, he at, did. Um, at, at Bayern, Bayern Munich. Munich, which I was like, for all the people you could do that to, a man who plays the, the game so beautifully and so <laughs> silkily, you know, didn't deserve that. No, that's just degrading. Yeah. Uh, and Pepe as well. Pepe. Pepe's yeah, so centre-backs, yeah, wearing, wearing three, yeah. But then also I think it's just like, well, I'm a psycho. I'm, I hate people. <laughs> I'm hard. I like hurting. It's like, okay, well, you should wear number three, mate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Number threes. Right, okay. Uh, stay tuned as Brian and I will now decide which player will get that number three jersey in the all-time wrong 11. After this. <laughs> <laughs> Football by Numbers, a whole new podcast about football. Another one.
but with numbers. Okay, we're back. Howdy. So, um, before we reveal who's going to win, win the number three shirt, who's going to be the biggest contender uh, for number three, um, let's just do our usual feature of uh, playing for time. And here's the uh, the jingle. Playing for time. You time wasting bastard. Lovely jubbly. Um, so, uh, Tim, I've got one that's been unprepared for you. So don't worry. It's not going to, you know, I, I, we haven't talked about this off mic or before the show. Um, but I had confidence that you would know about it and just have lots of fodder. And it's people who like Ronaldo. <laughs> people who like Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. Um, because they are... I was thinking about because I was like, should we do like Ronaldo? Because I saw a photo the other day of him and his son. Well, he's just had twins as well. All These, these are all surrogate kids, yeah. basically. So his By son... which woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just... I think he's... He might turn into, um, like, Michael... Like, go down a Michael Jackson sort of, like, sort of <laughs> life path. He this brood, yeah, without a, without a, a life partner. Yeah. And I think... Because he, he is in his own world, isn't he? And he, obviously, amazing footballer. But I think if you're a real football fan, you... It's not about the goals you score or your stats or, you know, just the the amount of assists and, and how much of an athlete Assists. <laughs> assists. I'm sort of, you know, I'm three glasses of wine in. I just, sometimes I just can't bother to move my mouth open. <laughs> so I just go, assists. Um, it's not about that. You need, you need personality. It's, it's the things that don't happen on the pitch necessarily or when they are, when things aren't going for you, how you deal with that. Ronaldo is absolute scum when it comes to... He's, he's robotic, he's self-involved. So we could talk about that, but, you know, I want to talk about just... We don't want to talk about it in, at length, but just people who, who like him and and how wrong they are to like him. So when you so are you saying because of um, Ronaldo's um, infatuation with his own ability, his own stats, his yeah. own kind of ongoing battle with Leo Messi. Yeah. He's taken the, a team game and turned it into an individual kind of game yeah. which he competes with yeah. um, Leo Messi on. And it's that kind of like self-indulgence, which is just kind of, yeah, really not becoming. Well, uh, well let's just say this. Do you like Cristiano Ronaldo? As a person, as a, and as a, as a person, I don't really warm to him. As a, and as a player... I kind of think he's quite mechanical. Yeah, yeah. Um, would I want him to play for Derby? I mean, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe you know, if he was, if if we could get him on loan for the second half of the season, like he could probably do a job. Do you reckon that, you reckon that would ever happen? Like you know, when you said you won um, the Champions League with Peterborough, yeah, was was um, like Fat Ronaldo sniffing around? Or did you ever get any big players to come over? Yeah, I think I got. Um, I managed to. I managed to secure Andre Kinchelskis' signature for Cambridge United. <laughs> really? Um, was that on his way down? Clearly. Well, we were in the ascendancy. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was quite a coup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but coming back to Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Um, do I think that people who don't, who, who, who like Ronaldo are a little bit dead inside and lost a little bit of their soul? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. I think, I, think, I think I'm agreeing with you on that. Yeah. Um, and I think it just becomes a bit, you know, you you just get bamboozled with data and stats and look how amazing 
he is on that level. Whereas I think you're right, he kind of he doesn't really embody everything that's great in the game. No, this is a sign of the man's character. He's got a film yes. uh, that I watched on Boxing Day with my dad. <laughs> oh, really? With Big yeah. Phil? With Big Phil. Um, which w- was commissioned by Cristiano Ronaldo himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And was it like a 90 minute, two hour long feature documentary about him, his life, his relationship with his son. Yeah. And it paints Cristiano. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? That's what that's what they nick, nickname. And he yeah, and it just paints him as like it paints the picture of him as this um doting father picks up his son from school uh, and is kind of incredibly um you know kind of focused on his career. Yeah. Um but but regardless of like the content of the film itself, yeah, like you can't help but think, what a prick. He's like <laughs> He's, he's, he's commissioned, commissioned his own yeah. film. Yeah, it's Cristiano Ronaldo by Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Executive producer, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. It's like, it's like, mate, this is home video taken to like the 100th level. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And yeah, like you said, it, you can paint it in all, the, in all the best light you want. Like film noir, black and white, I'm guessing. But like, um, but at the end of the day, if you're making your own fucking feature length documentary about yourself that you're commissioning, you're a prick. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So yeah, good. Um, good yeah. the government established that one. Yeah. One of the so, world's most celebrated, the most brilliant set of statistics in world football. Yeah. Yeah, football by numbers of um uh catch assassinated him and decided um he's a prick. Yeah, absolute prick. He's too shiny and too plastic and too muscly. And um <laughs> And I'm willing to bet that he doesn't have a penis. He's, he's like a um, like an army man. There's just nothing there. Anyway, right, I think we've gone on way too much about that. Um, let's just have one more jingle. And then when we come back, we will reveal who's getting the number three shirt. And, uh, and then that'll be it. Hello, my name's Duncan Ferguson. And I'm absolutely delighted to say you're listening to Football by Numbers. Yay! Okay, we're back. Right, thank God for that," <laughs> said the listener. Said the listener. So, um, okay. nearly there, nearly there. Yeah. So we are right at the end of the show. Um, it's been a, a, a sort of a tricky one this week because it's a number that you know. It, I think it's fished out some players who the people that we're talking about that we've talked about in this in this segment. Asimovian. Who was the other one? Uh, PK. PK. And who was the other one? Oh, Bentner. Bentner. I think. I think the whole point of this whole podcast series was to sort of expose and like, you know, shine a light on people who are, who are playing football in a professional capacity that need to be sort of shown the way and, and exposed and just say like, you shouldn't be doing this. They've abused their position. Yeah. They exactly. haven't realised and really understood the spirit that the game really should be played with. Yeah. And certainly um, completely abused the um, squad number yeah. system. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, Bentner... Gian. Well, I was going to say, Who are you I, going to go with? I mean, either of yours, really, because PK <laughs> was ill researched but managed to tease out a, like a, you know a, a mildly amusing anecdote about um, footballers appearing in them. Yeah, and we got to talk about my hero, Chris Waddle. Um, but I would probably go with um, Gian. Yeah. Prize prick. Yeah. Um, Nicholas Bentner, also prize prick, but Gian just tips it for me because he's got he's he's got number three. In his hair. <laughs> Do you think he's got it shaved down there as well? In his pubis. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I reckon maybe not the three, but I think almost like um, just three lines. So like, uh, you <laughs> like know, like Adidas a, three lines. Not like Adidas. I'm thinking more like just sort of a tiger sort of claw, you know, like right. a tiger scar. Like, <sighs> like the monster, you know, the energy drink. Yeah, monster. like that. Yeah, I think that's what's going on down there. And he'd be like, see, I told you I like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think he only has threesomes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, mm. Bentner, but you sure, could it be Bentner? Could be Bentner. I think uh, just for the fact that I don't think Bentner should ever win anything, when, even when it's the prizes, you're the shittest at something. I think even then he should still sort of fall short. So okay. I think we should give it to, to Asamojian. I think in my head as well, I'd like to think that with all the, all the wealth that he's created by playing for shite teams in, in the Emirates and China, yeah. he's maybe siphoning a little bit off for like his number three foundation in Ghana. Yeah, yeah. And it's tax free. It's tax free, sure. Okay, cool. All right, well, brilliant. That was uh, that was another episode. Um, that, I think we're over the halfway line, aren't we? So that was... Get back. <laughs> yeah. We're number three. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, episode number seven. So I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can probably hear it by the, by the tone of our voice as well. We want to be out of this now. We've committed to 11 episodes and uh, I just don't have the content. <laughs> that's, that's been plainly demonstrated this evening yeah yeah which, what, which number are we going to do next week what numbers are left uh, I think we've got uh, we've got should we, do, should we do number one yeah I think we should I think we just need to get that mofo out out the way because yeah, that's going to be that's the elephant in the room isn't yeah. it yeah number one if okay you, if you've got any thoughts listeners on how we can tackle number one yeah. do get in touch because we're really um, scratching our heads yeah I think we've got two but then uh, that's just your MO anyway, isn't it? It's turn over two. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, let's leave it there. Number ones next week. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. See you. See later. Ya.